HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing app, available on Android and Apple devices. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, host of The Food Scene. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swoon. Now tell me how I'm supposed to fill this hole. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am Ben Rosenblatt, your other host. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasionally a bartender and a server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33, straight and also single. For our second segment today, we're going to be joined by Jesse Hirsch. He's the editor of Edible Manhattan and Edible Brooklyn, and he's confessed to us that working in food was essentially the catalyst that ended his last relationship. And at the end of the show today, we'll each share what we're most thankful for in our careers, in the food world, and in the dating world. So stay tuned for that. For those of you who are our avid followers. All of, of you, the millions of, of you across the, the country. millions <laughs> of Love Bites enthusiasts out there. Um, you may have seen either on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page, which if you aren't following us on both of those mediums, please go ahead and do that Love immediately. A uh, blog post that was written by my dear Jacqueline here um, in the last few days. And um, it also has been this blog post, which she called, I am a woman in my mid... This is her, not me. I am a woman <laughs> in my 30s. I'm a woman in my 30s. I'm a single woman. I'm in a my- single woman in my mid-30s. Am I becoming a cliche? Thank you. I'm an idiot who... Can't remember the name. Um, My handwriting's bad. It's my fault. And uh, this blog was featured on our blog and also recently picked up and featured on blogger.com. That's B-L-O-G-H-E-R.com. It's a feature uh, blog on their website right now, so you can check it out there if you haven't seen it yet. Um, And in it, Jacqueline, you talk about um, some of your frustrations recently with dating as well as 
some of the loneliness that you're experiencing. Yeah. It was very candid and very Thank honest you. and heartfelt, and it, it was felt beautiful. good to write. I was having a shitty day, and it felt really good just to sort of get it out. And sort of as a writer, also, I'm working on personal essays now. I've had a couple of pieces on Cosmo and L, and this is my second one in the past week, picked up by Blogger. Um, so it just felt it felt good to be able to do. Um, so my question is though that you know a couple weeks ago we were talking about getting offline yeah. on dating and all that, and we kind of finished. Our episode, I think it was like the our eighth episode on just a very high positive note. Yeah, I canceled my online dating accounts and I was feeling really good and empowered about it. Yeah. So my question is, where does this recent, you know, lull or dip into some anxiety I, and loneliness and frustration uh, stem from? I don't know is the thing. Like, I, I feel like I woke up like last weekend angry and cranky and there's been a couple of like i'm generally a positive person i generally let go of things really easily like i'm generally circumstantially sad or lonely it's like oh i i spend a lot of time alone because of this health issue i've talked about and so i might be on a saturday night be like oh i'm lonely because i'm home with my dog watching tv when other people are out but i can very quickly be like it's because you're home and you need to be home and you still have awesomeness and blah 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 like i i've, I've got a great apartment whatever so I can get myself out of it very quickly. I'm generally a pretty positive, optimist, optimistic person. And quite resilient, it sounds like. Thank you. I, I try to be. And it's from years of like, you know, studying meditation and being a spiritual person and, and writing. Writing is very cathartic in general. The past week and a half, I've been like angry and sad and lonely. And like that's permeated everything. There's definitely a couple of things that contributed to that. Wednesday, a couple hours before I wrote that post, I got stood up by a guy who I, I'd gone back and feeling good again. I went back on Bumble for like two days. This was your number one mistake. I know, but it's because I was feeling good again. Like I felt good when I canceled all my accounts. And then I felt like, you know, good. And I'm like, I, f- I feel good. I just want to chat up some guys. It was guys. like you like, and- couldn't help well, dipping because, your toe back into the well, pool of rancid about, water. Like, we've talked you know? about like meeting people in real life, and it just like hadn't panned out yet. And so I tried, and I met a guy, and we started, you know, texting and whatever. And we made plans to go to a thing that I had for work. I had tickets to a film premiere that I was writing about. I asked him like five or six days in advance. And the night before, I texted him, and he never texted back. And I was like, shit, this guy's going to ghost me. And the next morning, he texted. He's like, oh, sorry, I forgot that. You know, I had this thing for work that I was going to ditch out on, but I can't ditch out on it. I'm really sorry. This is a dick move. And I was like, wow, okay, thanks. And he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. And I, you know, said okay in the text. But in my mind, it just was another thing that I was like, fuck this guy and fuck dating, where. that's the norm. You could either ghost or cancel last minute and it's just rude. And and so then I had to scramble to find somebody to come with me and I couldn't like all my friends are booked up. And so I went to the thing alone, which would have been fine if I had planned that, but it was just another thing that made me angry. So that's why I wrote the blog post. There it is. Yeah. So I mean, it was one of the things like that was, it was just a generally, I'm just pissed off, but that was kind of the last straw. That was the last straw. Yeah. Um, so like, where are you now with it? I'm still sort of cranky, which is like, I, I wake up sort of sad. I don't know. It feels it's something in my body. I don't know if it's because it's been so dark out. Um, I honestly don't know where this is coming from, and I'm hoping it's just going to lift the same way that it came down. But talk- I'm just really disheartened by where I am and being single. Like, I feel like, you know, I wrote in the post that I dated somebody for 10 years. So while my friends were all out and dating and doing their thing, I was coupled. And then I quickly, after we broke up, fell into sort of coupled them after coupled them. I had like a lot of great relationships. And then a couple years ago, I stopped dating and I felt like I've done so much work on myself as a person, on my career. I feel very good with where I am in the world and just being myself. I feel very grounded and calm. And so the past week and a half, I'm like, why do I have to work so hard 
to date now you know like I mean, why am i be, single might that be part of the problem that you feel like you're working so hard definitely i mean definitely I, which I, is why a couple weeks ago i was like screw this i'm just gonna be present but a couple weeks ago that felt good now even like i mean we have this radio show so i can't not like think about it or i mean i think maybe that's part of the problem honestly that we have this show and so i have to be thinking about this shit and i have to be like you know, I, I I was I went back on Bumble partly because I hadn't gone out on a date in a couple weeks, and I was like, I need something to talk about on the show. Uh, rumor has it you went out on a date on I did. Saturday night. I did, and it was actually a good date on Saturday. It was somebody who hooked me up with someone through you who listens to that she listens to the show. Um, no, it was a great date, and I was happy on the date, and we're seeing each other again. That's great. So, but this date, which was nice hasn't necessarily done anything to lift the fog is kind of I was, what you're saying. I was happy when I was with him and I'm excited about the idea of seeing him again. Um, it's just normally I wouldn't feel even pessimistic about normally I wouldn't feel pessimistic at all about it. And I'm just still have this like layer of, well, you know, yeah, I'm going to date this guy for a little bit and probably things will end where they have been before. Like there's enough like, you know, warnings, not warning signs per se, but like, you know, repetition of, like, you know, the, the filmmaker scenario with somebody like I don't I don't want to, you know, I don't want to prophesy anything. But like, I'm just more cranky about even the idea than I ever have been before. Like I said, I'm a positive person, so I don't know how to deal so, with negativity right so, now. So, you know me, I like to kind of like analyze everything and like pick at every little thing and kind of like. That's why we're friends. Know. That's why we, we're doing this together. <laughs> um, so my question is. Like you've talked, you were just talking about how resilient you typically are when it comes to like being able to bounce back from feeling down or feeling lonely or whatever the case may be. And like, what is it right now that's preventing you from being able to do that? I don't know. And that's why I'm frustrated. Like I remember when, so for those of you out there who don't know, Ben and I actually went to college together. So one of our professors, I remember my senior year when he was sort of giving us a general, like go out into the world and be creative and talented and prosper. He was giving everybody advice, and his admi- advice for me was just work less. It was sort of like I, like I work too hard at the. I come off, I guess, as working very hard at things, and in some way, I'm a very hard worker. But I also let go very easily, and I also like wing a lot in life. And I guess maybe I come across as being a lot more studious than I am. And I feel like I'm back in that scenario of like, oh, work less. But that's in general how I am. Like I let go of things pretty easily. I'm, I'm. Again, it took it took work to get here, but I feel very calm and grounded in the moment. So, I don't know. Like, how do you? I mean, you're you're not a grumpy person by any means, but I feel like you generally sort of um, let yourself live in these deeper, darker issues more. Like, do you have any? Like, because part of me feels like I should just let myself be where I am right now. It came totally. on. It came upon me, and it might lift. And I mean, I think that's in fact the only way to move on from something is to allow yourself to experience it. I think oftentimes when we feel like we have to fight a negative feeling or when we don't allow ourselves to experience a negative feeling and we have to we try to force ourselves into our idea of what happiness may be or into positivity, then these negative things that are actually the reality for us are they're still there and they don't go anywhere and yeah, they repressed. become they're entrenched. Down. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think that would be my advice would be to just allow yourself to, you know, be a grumpy, pissed <laughs> off, depressed and, person for a little I while. Sort of enjoy it and too. that's okay. Like, and you don't owe anyone anything. And, you exactly. know, and don't be afraid that, you know, it's never going to end because that's the way feelings are. They're very fluid. They move. And I think they have a tendency 
to move faster when we allow ourselves not to like totally to just wallow. be completely right. self-indulgent and right. wallow, but to just own where we are, live there, and then it will pass before right. you know it. And that's one of the big things, the big um, sort of cornerstones of my form of meditation, too, that I've learned. It's sort of good things are good and bad things are good, too. Like everything is about is a learning experience. Everything gets you from one place to another, you know, and so I'm not I'm not. I'm not trying to push this away, but I do just I do just hope that I can get back to being my happy, positive self because that feels a lot better to me. Totally. In, I mean, in my body. the point you just made is interesting. You mentioned that because I was actually just talking with our guest, Jesse, before the show about this was kind of not really relevant, but we were talking about the weather and how, yeah. you know, how freezing it's getting. And yeah, it's I, been dark. I think that's part of it, honestly, is that it gets dark at three o'clock. I haven't, I haven't wanted to work. I haven't wanted to do shit. It's dark out and it's, it feels very. Totally. But without yeah. the dark cold shitty weather you don't really get to enjoy the beautiful weather exactly. as much either so agreed and it's and the beautiful weather is what makes me happy like the, the sunrise in the morning in my in my neighborhood is just breathtaking and the leaves falling are breathtaking like absolutely but if you had yeah. that every single day you probably wouldn't appreciate it to the degree that you do that, exactly. when you're stuck with Why a live in this city freezing versus southern california bitter day like today yeah agreed all right we are going to take a quick break, and we come back. We will welcome to the show Jesse Hirsch, who I just mentioned, so stick around for that. But first, enjoy a quick little sponsor break and some smooth tunes from Keto. We'll be back. listening to this show you've probably used tinder you've probably used okcupid and maybe you're bored of these human dating apps want to play matchmaker with some more interesting couples food couples say drinks and cheese well you can now with the wisconsin cheese cupid app what beverage complements your cheese what cheese complements your beverage wisconsin cheese cupid has the answer just choose beverage or cheese in need of a soulmate, and Wisconsin Cheese Cupid will do the rest. Feeling a bit adventurous? Pairing Roulette will create a random yet perfectly delicious pairing for you. So if you're sick of swiping left and right, put aside the dating struggles and make a match that'll satisfy even the loneliest of the lonely. Go to CheeseCupid.com or find Cheese Cupid in the App Store. Happy matchmaking. I'm Alice Marcus Creek, and I'm Carmen DeVito, and we're the ladies of We, we Dig, Dig Plants. Plants. <laughs> and today we're asking you to dig deep into your pockets and help us grow this radio station and our podcast and everything that you know and love about us. How do you do it? You go to the heritageradionetwork.org website. You will see a beating heart. It's on every page, and you can give a dollar, you can give five dollars, you can give whatever five hundred five hundred dollars, five thousand dollars. Just click on the heart, donate, and help support the radio that you love. And welcome back to the show. We are excited to have Jesse Hirsch in the studio today. He's the editor of Edible Manhattan and Edible Brooklyn. And when we were discussing with him a couple weeks ago about what he could sort of share about how his job affects his love life, he admitted that he just ended a six-year relationship, which is 
really hard for anybody, and it might have had something to do with his job. So we're going to sort of pick his brain about how working with food can be really difficult, which we've discussed before about, you know, on our single lady on our single lady writers show about both dating and being married, like how it's really hard to have a I job. Mean, love is hard enough, isn't it? Is, it? God, it is. And then to have so when you have a, a job where you have to be out socializing and where you're and that you really care about that you really care about exactly how how hard that may be. So welcome to the studio, Jesse Hirsch. Thank you for having me. So to start out um, in the present, you are single now. I am. How has working in the food field changed for you since you've been single? Um, well, when I was in San Francisco and I was in this long-term relationship, which ended pretty recently, sometime this summer. Sorry, uh, that's that hurts no matter how good or bad a breakup is. It always hurts. It does. It does. Um, I did not go to a lot of the industry events, right? Because you go home at night and you have like a regular job. Um, you have a regular lifestyle. And you don't feel that same kind of compulsion. It's just like everybody at a certain age, you know, it's the settling down process. It's let's watch Netflix and let's cook dinner. And um, so I didn't go to a lot of the restaurant openings. Netflix and chill. (laughs) Netflix and chill. Um, And I think that now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's a wide open world. Various like every single night you could go to a different event. Like, mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm definitely. talking about, right? Oh, yeah, like, I can eat for free every night of the week if I need to. Damn, I need to move into the food field. <laughs> no, but I mean, wow. that, that comes with problems of its own. I mean, then you're eating for work all the time. Right. But yeah, right. no, there's, there's things those, going those on the, all the time. Those are the problems that none of your friends really want to hear you complain about either. Like, I know. oh like, my oh, god, go another industry event. Yeah, I've got to go eat more food. These hors d'oeuvres last night were. So terrible. Oh, I got so drunk <laughs> off of free booze at this thing. Yeah, I want right. a bunch of both of you in the face right now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, uh, we deserve it. We've earned it. Um, but that. So that said, I mean, it is kind of fun, right? Like, like this is a job that comes with super cool perks if you want to take advantage of them. Were you already back in New York when you were breaking up, or yes. did you break up and then move? Okay, so you were still in the New York scene together. Yes, exactly. Um, moved back to New York in March. Gotcha. So how did what, what was like the main catalyst? For the breakup regarding your jaw, like what was the big like you know wrench in the in the Yowch. operation? Yeah, um, I mean, I think that it's kind of it doesn't necessarily have to do with food writing or editing specifically. It's more just about general ambitiousness, um, and maybe it's that I don't know how to be a good time manager or um, you know balance out these two these different things in in my life. But it, I was just at a certain point finding it very difficult to be able to do all the writing and editing and work and go to these events that I needed to go to and put in the effort that a relationship always will take. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm single and I still find it really hard to manage. Like I have, I don't know how many spreadsheets and lists for what is due when and what you, sure. who you need to reach out to. And it's very stressful in general mm-hmm. to work for different outlets like you do. Yeah. Um, plus be an editor. Um, so yeah. I, and, I, and, and I'll sense. admit right now that I'm not an awesome time manager. So it would be good if during the day was when I, like I kept everything limited, like all my writing. And then I'm like, oh, it's five clocking off. Um, but, you know, I'm a procrastinator and, you know, sometimes things just don't work the way that you need them to work as far as deadlines and everything else. And so you end up working on weekends, you work at night. Right. Um, it's not super conducive to long-term relationship or to even just dating casually. So that being said, where do you find yourself now? Do you, are you looking, are you dating at all? Are you looking to date? Are you a little dating? Um, pretty mellow about it. I feel, you know, being, being like six years is a long relationship, right? Mm, um, like that, that's, that's not just like 15 minutes to get over it. Um, um, and really like a lot of it was like, okay, I just want to invest everything into, uh, my work 
And so, like, I'm appreciating that, uh, the fact that I have that space to carve out. Um, and I'm not in a super, super rush. That's, I mean, that said, yeah, of course, a little dating. Did your did your ex girlfriend have a very structured life comparatively? Sure, yes, and definitely. Are the, is, are the people you're dating now are they a little bit more free form as far as their <laughs> schedule goes? Or like, do you do you present up front to them that you have, yeah. you know, like in whatever I don't know how you date if it's an online thing or if it's what do, friends? Can, I, can like, I ask you what Bumble is? I realize I've been oh, away yeah. from the universe no, for Bumble so long. I have no is, idea. Bumble is an app that uh, the women make the first move, so it's a swiping app. So you swipe, and then if you both connect. The woman makes the first. You've, she's got twenty four hours to message you first. I have not had great luck on it, and I feel and it's supposed to be this like feminist thing that the woman sure. has control, yeah, so empowering. she doesn't get a shitload of messages. But there's no thing. There's nothing for like the guy has a time uh, has a time limit to me- to email you back, so you can like send messages, and then there's nothing that like it's not right. dual responsibility. Oh, as a girl, you have to send a message, and you might not get a response that's, back. That's not oh, what I'm I feel saying, so bad for no, you. No, that's, that's, so that's not terrible. what I'm saying. I know, I get that, but no, I'm just saying as an app, it's not as empowering to me as it uh, to a lot of people as it. Guys like, never have to, to deal with that. It's not my favorite, and it's also it's a lot of like. Ivy League guys it's a lot of like there's so many I don't know how many pictures of like half naked guys on boats I've seen on that site wait so just to that, let that's you kind know. Of curious that it's all Ivy League guys on this, just a lot of them I don't I, I don't know why yeah I don't know but anyway I, that, I would not recommend are you online no no I'm not I, online. okay Cupid is still my favorite go-to okay, um, personally I don't know so about do you, you meet then. people through work events yes, or do you meet people yes I mean that that is kind of the thing okay um, so, you're, so like, the people sort of know this is what a, you do in your schedule already sure um, I think an upside to this particular profession is that you meet a lot of human beings, right? Like you don't have to be on, you, you don't have as much pressure to be online because like seriously, if you do go to a lot of events, you're going to meet a lot of people. Wait, but okay, so we talked about this with the lady writers a couple weeks ago. I've never met a guy through work who's just asked me out and I find the lines between flirting and working, you know, like just sort of schmoozing at an event are very blurred. So how have you asked girls that you've met, ladies, <laughs> women, uh, I always say girls, I don't know why, women that you've met through work, like how have you asked them out recently? Like what is your sort of you know your your go-to style uh i mean it's not like i've got super game it's more just like <laughs> don't be modest <laughs> no i mean like there's there's no line there's no nothing it's just it's kind of uh, would you like exchange cards and then email her and ask her out or call her or text her or ask her in person or do you like, just go home with her from the event no no not, th- not that booze. no not that um yeah it's more just like okay you talk for a while and then there's uh, i'm mean, like the basic sort of understanding that there is some sort of chemistry that could be later you know paid attention to explored um that's very refreshing because i feel like so many of us have like primarily date online and we've talked about how like online dating has sort of trumped real life dating and so i think maybe because you're you're fresh and green from the from the (laughs) commitment scene that you're a little more old school and that's really awesome um i mean i will say this the six-year relationship came from okay cupid so it's not it's not like i'm foreign uh, to the, to, to to the, the land, right. but but uh, I kind of at this point like it gives me hives thinking about it. So like I don't yeah. I don't want to explore Bumble. Thanks for telling me about it. But no, I, d- I would not. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you have any regrets from your relationship that you feel like um, you know again regarding um, you know your work? Well, or or on the flip side, anything you've learned that you don't want to carry into your next relationship? Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like in the next relationship, if that were to ever come would be it will come it will come yeah um it would be just knowing where to how to keep things pretty distinct right like not letting work bleed into every single aspect like i i can get all consumed right and it's like 
everything from like going out to dinner and not being like, oh, check this, this, you know, this food writer that I was totally into for a long time, like tweeted at me today, you know, and the person you're with is like, I don't really care. Mm. I don't want to keep talking about your job all the time. Like that would, that would be part of it. Um, and scheduling the same thing, like sort of, uh, you know, this is the time now that you are just not going to be working. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's viable. What all. if you were able to find someone who maybe shared some of those same, you know, right. same type of career but ambitions you know, that you do? Then you just do. never see that human, right? Like that doesn't seem like a smart. But if person you do, if they're like you said, if they're in the food world, because it sounds like right. you have the pro- like you would want to put less of your work into your relationship. But what if you could put more of your relationship into your work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that I hadn't thought about that, but it's possible. I mean feel like it's dangerous i feel feel like you could end up with two people who don't see each other for two months uh or people who just don't ever shut up about you know like they're just talking about the food world like there's more to life there's movies sometimes yeah yeah that's the thing with like that's my frustration with the food world is that you can't you can go to events every single night and i did in the the first two years maybe Mm -hmm. of working in this field but then i had to start not going to events so much it's like i have to go see a movie i have to go see a play i have to you know, so there there is that sort of line between yeah. it being an awesome world to be a part of and being like you don't want to be too insular. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something. I went on one day with a PR professional, a food <sighs> PR person, right? And I've never done that before. And it was kind of a social experiment to see how it would go. And I don't know if it's my own hang ups or like the boundaries, but I like I was on, on edge the entire time. I was like, I'm gonna get pitched. I just know I'm gonna get pitched mm. about something. Did you get um, pitched? Uh, there was a moment where, like, you know, a client was mentioned that I knew was a client, and it was mentioned casually, but I was like, oh, shit, you know, yeah. like, here we are. Um, so I just kind of wanted to see if those opposite sides, you know, kind of PR and food journalism are on two P- sides of the game. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I've got girlfriends in PR, and it's still, I have very few that are mm-hmm. real girlfriends, but that's, it's a very, it's, <laughs> second, a, it's a hard line. It's friends, like, yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. It sounds like, you know, potentially within the industry sounds tricky for certain reasons. Sure. Outside the industry sounds tricky because of time issues and commitment issues Mm -hmm. like what would you say the ideal relationship looks like to you oh my goodness Um, that's a great question ben that is a really great question so great that it's hard to answer um i think an ideal relationship at least at this moment like this very moment in time i think an ideal relationship would just be one that was very uh, Hands off, I guess. Uh, not demanding. Not, too not, demanding. not demanding. Not like physically hands off. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not what physically. Do you mean, Jesse? Physically hands off. No. Everything else hands off. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not physically hands off. No, just just something that would not require a lot of uh, care, time, and effort. So you're not ready for a relationship right now. You're sort of no, dipping your no, toe no, back no. into dating. Right, exactly. I think that's a dip, very good thing dip. to admit. Like a lot of people don't sort of admit when they're coming out of a breakup or a divorce or something significant. That yeah, there's there's like zero part of me that really wants like a relationship. Is that something, at, at this moment? Is that something you feel like when you go out on a date with a girl or a, maybe even a second date that you feel comfortable sharing? Or how does that like work with? <laughs> yeah, it's a like, hard no, transition I, to no, tell I don't, people. Yeah, about. no, I don't drop that not, that that information. But I do think. But I will say, look, you know, I was in this long term relationship, and I think people usually kind of uh, follow the what's the expression connect the dots gotcha they connect the dots they, they, they're like okay well maybe this is a dangerous time to really invest myself in it's that. interesting because before the show we were just talking about how all three of us have recently been on dates with people who may be <laughs> listening to the show mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. yeah i'm just curious like <laughs> as we're as we're talking right now like how are you feeling about like 
exposing what, your, like, your feelings. Yeah, like, where, where are you at right now? Yeah, that's a little... Uh, I've been just trying to shut out that voice that's like, somebody may be listening. Um, so I'm pretending it's not there. Yeah, it's fine. I just, I'm, just hang, I'm just hanging out with two How people. How about you, Jacqueline? Room. Like, you I've, went on a date. He might be listening. You don't know. He knows about the show, obviously. He does know about the show. He texted like, me a couple where, hours where ago saying good luck. Where do you stand on that issue at the moment? Um, I think, I mean, my, my history with the show already has been guys have known, like, the, the filmmaker knew, and he he listens to every show, so hi, filmmaker. Um, and other, like, I'm pretty open about it, but it's because that's where I am in my life in general, that I'm trying to op- be open and honest and own everything I'm thinking and feeling. I don't think I have to express all of that. I've definitely not expressed everything I think about dating um, and where I am on the show, but what I have expressed, I feel pretty good about. So with a guy I'm seeing again tomorrow, um, I don't know if he's listening, but I feel like if he did... You know, I'm 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 me, and he didn't listen to the show before we went on our first date, and he said it specifically because he said he wanted to get to know me first and hear my voice in real life first. What a gentleman! He he's a very much a gentleman. All the shit that we were talking about, the guys don't do like holding open doors and making like he made the first move, he kissed me good night, he planned the restaurant, like he did all of that stuff, and so I did tell him I probably talk about that today. Um, <laughs> so how can you stay so grumpy? I wasn't grumpy that night, yeah. you know, like yeah. I was in a great mood that night, you know, yeah, yeah. so. So he's so that's something to be happy about. There's definitely things I'm happy about, so that's part of it. So I think I feel okay about this good. right now. How about you, Ben? Um, I am actually kind of feeling good because I feel like you guys have done the revealing today, and I've been kind of the one like <laughs> yeah, the shooting difficult questions been, at both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, so I'm feeling tough. I'm you know sitting yeah, pretty over here. You've had to open up a lot the past couple of weeks, so yeah. it's yeah, you're in you're in my seat right now, and that probably it's it's an easier seat to sit in sometimes. Much easier. But I feel good today too. So speaking of feeling good, um, it is Thanksgiving week, and that's when dorks like me like to talk about what we're thankful for. Uh, so for our final segment today, before we close out, uh, why don't we each share something we are thankful for in our careers, in the food world, and in dating? Since we are all three single people sitting here right now, Jesse, do you want to kick us off? Sure. You want me to do all? Three? Or? Yes, all okay. three. All three. Um, so, dating. Uh, I used a phrase that I thought was good earlier. It was uh, to be where you are. Mm. To be happy where you are, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, or I am where I am. Uh, that's that's kind of where I am on dating. Just that I don't feel that kind of like panicky, panicky, yeah. you know, like I need to download Bumble or whatever it is. <laughs> and to be honest, that's usually when good things happen. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it is kind of day to day, and and that's okay. That's good. Um, career uh, Edible Brooklyn in Manhattan just came out with the holiday issue, and I think it was today. It may have hit the streets, and it looks really pretty. I loved the Edible Brooklyn uh, travel issue, by the or Edible Manhattan travel travel issue, they're, by the way. They're the same. Oh, they are. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah different different covers, one. but yeah, uh, it was breathtaking. I think I quoted it last week, and I've tweeted really? about it. Yeah, it was a really beautiful issue. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which stories can I ask? Um, yeah, no, uh, definitely the Michael Cherno one that you did as far as like going oh, fishing yeah, yeah. was wonderful. And oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the other one right now, but the, the first sort of uh, Southern soul food. Um, I know you're blanking now too. I'm blanking. Yeah. It was in there. That was my first. I, I tweeted about it. If anybody's listening, I tweeted about <laughs> it on on the Love Right Bites Radio Plate. But it was okay. just a really beautiful Southern travel issue. Yes. Yeah. Southern. Southern uh, Liz Edna, um, cookbook writer. Um, I feel horrible that I'm blanking. I, I talked about it last week. Anyway, okay. Edible Manhattan's travel issue was really, really stunning. There were a lot of stories in there. Thanks. And um, that was my first issue. Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, congratulations. congratulations! It really, it was really beautiful. And uh, with food, with food, um, I am thankful. I just moved into a new one bedroom apartment in Crown Heights, and 
Uh, it doesn't have a lot as far as uh, restaurants or anything in the immediate vicinity. You have to walk maybe 15 minutes to get to the, the hubs. But I am thankful for the guy, his name is John, who sets up on Friday nights uh, a jerk chicken station directly across the street from my house. And for $5, and he's there until, like, I've gone to him at 1230 midnight. I've gone there at 5 in the afternoon. He's always there on Fridays, and he says he's going to be there all winter, and I'm thankful. Oh, yeah. That is nice. I realized what I was thinking of. It was Edna Lewis in New York Times Magazine. The one I was thinking from Edible was The Forager. The Forager. Yeah, yes. yeah that was super good. The nut guy. Yes, the nut guy. Yeah. Yeah, Foraging Nuts what a character. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was thinking Rachel of. Rachel Newer wrote that story. She's one of our yeah, best. Yeah, it was beautifully written. Yes. So, yeah. Sorry about that. She, uh, there's a story by her in this issue, too. So, look so everybody, everybody grab it. Yeah. Benjamin. Okay, food. I'm excited that I get to have two Thanksgiving dinners uh, because I get to go like do the thing with my mom and my uh, that side of the family on like Thursday Thanksgiving proper, and then on Friday I get to go be with my dad and that side of the family, and uh, I'm just like going to be just totally (laughs) gorging upon turkey and. Mashed potatoes. I've got a and split family too, and that's the only that thing about stuff. it. You get I mean, double the food. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, work is always tricky. You know, it's so easy to get bogged down in all of the things that are not happening um, in the, the theater world, and yeah. acting, film and television world, and all that. Uh, but I guess I'm pretty psyched that I just I closed an amazing show. It was uh, really wonderful. I saw it on Saturday with the guy I went out on a date with, and it was re- a really really outstanding. Um, so I just I close that show on Sunday and I get to go move right into uh, working on this other thing that's really exciting for me, which is a workshop of a play that I wrote. It's a solo show um, that is written and performed by me. Which we talked a little bit about on our episode with Kat Kinsman, right? That's right. Um, And so I've got that coming up, a little bit of workshop performance here in the city on December 5th and 6th. And so it really feels nice to be moving from one project right into the next, which so often doesn't happen. Um, dating wise, I just had a couple really nice dates with I'm so uh, a lovely lady who Lisa um, Mendelson. We can just say it. We, she was on the show. You asked her out on the show, and you've been on a couple dates, and yeah, and it's been fantastic, and it's nice, and she's very sweet, and uh, it's very new and very, very uh, fresh. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her again, and uh, you know, it's just nice to uh, be able to have something going on and. You know, it feels good. Totally. Yeah. Feels good. Just, even just a sharing this is all is making me in a better mood. Uh, mine are pretty simple. Food on Friday night. I went to Kin Shop. I heard that it's closing at the end of the year, which breaks oh, my is heart. True? Yeah. I, I, well, my for the friend that I went with said that Harold Atierley is closing Perilla oh. and Kin Shop. Um, so I got to go and I ate an incredible d- goat curry, which was which was wonderful, and I ate a duck lob, which was wonderful, and they were great. I found out that I have celiac disease. Evidently, I'm still sort of looking into that. I've been off gluten for over 20 years anyway, so it doesn't quite matter, but I'm still learning right now how to talk to restaurants uh, more specifically about cross-contamination, and they were wonderful. Um, The waitress that we had was wonderful. The food was delicious, so I'm very thankful for that meal. Uh, Work-wise, today I found out that that piece, I'm 30 and single, am I becoming a cliche, got featured on Blogger, and then a couple days ago I got a a feature on Blogger too called I didn't know I was addicted to a drug 40 times more potent than heroin until I tried getting off of it. So if you go to blogger.com, those are two of the most trending pieces right now. Um, And dating that date on Saturday night sort of balanced out the asshole on Wednesday. And so that was just made me feel good. So dating, like despite my crank, I'm doing okay. You know, a good date 
I just feel like is really nice, and you never know where it may go or right. what or may which happen. Which one is going to be good? But or just bad. like yeah. one or one date, two nice dates. It's like it's fun. And it's, it's yeah, good and it's, it's revitalizing. Good for the soul. Exactly. Um, so, so, yeah. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is a really good week. Um, I love going to the holidays. So, thank you, Jesse, so much for joining us today. Thanks. It was fun. You were delightful. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. A few weeks ago, we did a segment on offline dating, mentioning a short film that was made by two friends in London. Uh, well, come back next week to hear them. Filmmaker Samuel Abrahams and actor offline dater Tom Greaves will be calling in live from the UK to talk about what that film meant to them. So tune in next week at 4 p.m. here on Heritage Radio Network. And also, yes, it's the season of giving and Heritage. We are in our, our huge funding drive right now so if you go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on that beating heart you can make your tax deductible donation slip love bites in at the end of that and we'd really really appreciate they appreciate it they do such a great job for us of producing our show uh we'd really really appreciate that until then our theme song again is chloroform perfume by no denial our engineer today once again was our darling liz smith and our sponsor was wisconsin cupid sorry wisconsin cheese cupid app uh we love them very much so thanks for listening and we will see you next week right back here on heritageradionetwork.org just one whiff and you start to swim now tell me listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.